Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we are also joined by Mark, who is, as you may know, a founder of the Star Wars Report. Mark, welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. How are you again? How you been? It's been uh, too long. Yeah, I has. know. I'm so glad to have you back on the show again. Always love talking to you and... Uh, your enthusiasm is infectious, so I'm excited to talk about this awesome two-part two-part episode of Star Wars Rebels. Which really oh, felt like just one big one-hour episode, because in reality, it really didn't feel like it was two separate episodes. It was one great arc. No, you're 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 totally right, and actually, um, it well, well, I think we'll, we'll I'll, I'll save it for the the actual discussion in in just a minute. But I felt like it it flowed really well. I wish mm-hmm. most episodes. We're an hour almost. Um, oh, they should. Yeah. Depending, know, depending on the work. episode, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, maybe not everything, but yeah. like it, it. I felt it allowed it, the episode to flow a lot more, and they weren't mm-hmm. like cutting as quickly. It felt much more cinematic. Well, uh, it, it also. Well, okay, hang on. Before we get too far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So first of <laughs> all, we're talking about Ghosts of Geonosis, parts one and part two, mm-hmm. the uh, beginning of the second half of season three of Rebels. But before we can even get to that, we That's need right. to talk about a little uh, trailer that came out uh, just, yes. what, last week, I think? Uh, it was, yeah, right before uh, this episode aired, about a week, five days before, something like that, uh, four days before, they released the trailer for the back half of season three of Rebels. And oh my gosh, was it awesome or what, guys? Um, I if you haven't seen the trailer, if you haven't seen the trailer... Pause it, go watch it, and then come back. It teases a lot of amazing things. Okay, hang on a second. We're going to wait. Okay, we're there back. There you go. Now you can yeah. come back. <laughs> uh, okay. you, you can pause it, though, so it's not a big deal. Um, that's the the magic of uh, podcasting. Um, but, wow. we you know the, the trailer starts off with Obi-Wan's message for, that we saw earlier in the season, you know, where he's, he's telling all the Jedi just to stay away, and that sort of thing, that, the message that Ezra got. And then we see all these different scenes from the, rest of, the of the of the of the season. We actually get to see the Tide Defender in action, which, which uh, will make a friend of ours very excited about that. Oh yes, yes. Uh, friend, you remember friend, I, assumed you were, I assumed you were talking about me. Oh, that too. Oh, you. you I'm sorry, Stephen. I, I I meant Dave. I, I meant you too. Uh, but but Dave, when we had ouch, him on the show, it was just, burn. Oh, I'm that sorry. That hurts a little. It doesn't. <laughs> oh man, it's going I, down. Pull it together, man! Um, stay on target! Just save, just I'm trying to stay on target. Because uh, I don't think you can dig yourself out of this one. I'm not. I'm, not, uh, I, I, I'm gonna... <laughs> You're done, Tom. Yeah, thanks. Like, I'm not done like to you, Fulcrum. Hopefully. Like <laughs> no, Fulcrum, you are quickly running out of time. <laughs> and who is Thrawn, Fulcrum, is coming by the way? For you. Anyway. Well, all we, all we know is Thrawn is coming ever closer to Fulcrum, according mm-hmm. to this trailer. But we have the Tide Defender in action. Uh, Steven? Yep. Very excited, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Tom, say something with Mark's name in it. Uh, uh, no, but we we got uh, we got the plans. Uh, we got to see like the we we found out they were building this ship uh, earlier in the season, right? 
but we didn't actually get to see um we didn't actually get to see the ship in action so now we will mm-hmm. this is very cool um and i can't wait to see that it's gonna be great um we saw this there's this new type of droid that's gonna be in next week's episode we're not really sure what it is but it's actually he's actually based on the original macquarie artwork for c3po interesting uh cool. yes yeah, so if you if you remember like that, that that famous painting of uh c3po it doesn't really look like c3po mm-hmm. um he kind of almost looks like a more retro style i think android. it was more like it was more like the old metropolis droid remember that yeah. old silent film metropolis yes thank you that's yeah. exactly what i was that's exactly what i was trying to uh remember uh and you know i suppose him and r2 like in on tatooine or something uh some desert planet um that's what this droid looks like so that's pretty cool mm-hmm. uh we get to see more dark troopers and mon mothma is gonna be in the show mm-hmm. how cool is that we're going to find out more about Sabine. She's going to have to use the dark saber and I guess try to convince her mom to help. And that's, that's what, what I'm looking I'm forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, finally the payoff is here. Well, it, it's not <laughs> it's so much, long time coming. but it's not so I much think that. Hold on across two different episodes. Though. I think there's trials of the dark saber, uh, which is coming up uh, next week, actually. And oh, then, wow. um, in, and then gonna, yeah. And then we're going to take a couple episodes off and then, Episode, fifth, well, because yeah, next next week is just double check. Sorry, no, next week is Warhead, and then I believe it's Trials of the Dark Saber, uh, and then Legacy of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe they're maybe they are back to back. Just as long as they're not pacifists, I'll be happy. <laughs> I think you'll be fine, Tom. God, I hope so. <laughs> I think I think we've actually watched that fall with with Vizlug taking over. Well, yeah, I, I I know, but that that still kind of hurts. Tom just has some PTSD. It's okay. Absolutely, just ignore it. Eventually, it'll it'll. I'm in the same boat ter- with you, Tom. That's probably a terrible thing to say. Don't ignore PTSD. It is a serious condition. Correct, but it's you know. But ignore Tom because Tom is also a serious condition that is uncurable. Right. Oh wow! <laughs> Thank you. And wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, hey, I'm just saying. Uh, I, right, anyway. I, think I, I think I'm going to go get my dog. What? Man, at yeah. least he's only firing with single reactors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just getting warmed up, so, you know. Wow. <laughs> it's pick on the old fart tonight. I'm the guy that came up with the Metropolis Dirt. I'm sorry hey, to sit there and say I'm that was remember, in your time. Just remember you started this all. I know I did. I'll stop. <laughs> uh, but we're dancing around the big thing, right? The episode kind of... Uh, we had a cool moment where Thrawn says, I'll never surrender. I want utter defeat crashing down around you. But the big moment is at the very end. Dun, dun, dun. Right? When you get mm-hmm. to see, as I think pretty much everyone guessed, the best more scene ever. Oh, absolutely. A confrontation between old Ben Kenobi and Darth Maul. Tell me, young Darth, what brings you out this far? <laughs> well, it, 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 it's exactly like what was it, the Visionaries comic where yeah, that yes. was kind of first done. Old wounds. Uh huh. It yeah. was. Yeah, and, and Obi Wan, old Ben, sitting around a, like a campfire almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he looks up and says, "You're in the wrong place." Uh, and you see Darth Maul, or now just Maul, there. And uh, oh man, I I have a feeling it's gonna be the season finale, so we're gonna have to wait a while. Uh, okay. 
but That's I can't. It's going to be so good, though. I, I want Maul to go down. Since Maul's came back, I feel like Kenobi's been cheapened. Like, you know, Kenobi was the one Jedi that took down a Sith. And it was like, ooh, you know, big man on campus. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> You only made him a half a Sith, man. What the heck? We've been giving you props all this time. You know he got ripped. Voss was giving him a hard time for sure. <laughs> well, now he'll have a chance to uh, regain his honor, restore restore his honor, and take out a Sith. Okay, but how's he going to restore his honor when there's really nobody around to see him do it because all the Jedi Doesn't are matter. gone? Okay. All have watched. That, that's what matters, Tom. All okay. have watched. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and Old Bell knows. What? No Mark Herleman. I'll be happy Mark, with all instead. Mark Herleman in a galaxy, uh, you know, uh, far, far away, but in the future, not a long time ago, will watch this moment and know yep. that I defeated Bell. That's all that matters. That's, yes. that's it. Okay. <laughs> Hearing through my holocron in the future. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I, this is a great trailer. Uh, so many great moments, and I cannot wait to uh, see what happens. But this, was, I mean, this was still a great episode to start to kind of return to the season with. Can I mm-hmm. can can I can I try and redeem myself by doing the episode rundown? Sure. Okay. Go for it. Thank you. Help, but... <laughs> well, we'll see what happens um, tonight. <laughs> we are reviewing Rebels season three, episode twelve and thirteen, Ghosts of Geonosis. Written by the first part by Dave Filoni and Stephen Melching. The second part by Matt Melkovich. The, it was directed by Sal Ruiz, part one, and then Mel's Wire, part two. So, what happens in this episode is, the crew returns to Geonosis in search of a missing rebel team sent to investigate suspicious activity there. And they are surprised by what they find. After finding a missing rebel team member, dun dun dun, the ghost crew discovers another surprise on Geonosis. And they work to conceal it from the Imperial forces. So this actually sets up the return of, well, what's really nice, you see the return of Bail Organa, because he does personally contact the crew of the Ghost, and you can say kind of sends them on this mission, which was kind of cool mm-hmm. to see that tie in. You can tell they're definitely getting closer to, in this, I should say, in-universe, they're getting closer to the Rogue One point where the three, uh, or not three, but the multiple pieces of the Rebel Alliance are starting to come together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I imagine we're going to see a lot more of that over the rest of the season as well now that Rogue One is out. I think you're completely yeah. right, Stephen. <clears throat> but you know, this, this episode, we, we get to see one of those pieces, and, and that is Saw Gerrera, who we just saw in Rogue One, <clears throat> and we saw years ago in The Clone Wars, and now uh, he's back in Rebels. So it's really cool to have the character we just saw in the film, who was based on an animated series character from years before, uh, return, you know, return to, to Star Wars animation. Boy, Saw is really trying to be seen, isn't he? Well, so let's see. This is... <laughs> Tom, how long have you been waiting to use that? Actually, about the second paragraph in, or the, I don't know, for a while. <laughs> Okay. Did you so see you're Saw's saying we hair? can see Saw in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Because did you see Saw's hair? That was Gavin's big thing. He's like, well, well, he's bald, so we know where 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 this takes place. I'm like, well, you know, you're not going to see Jin in this episode because it's set close enough to Rogue One right. that she's been on her own since she was 16 and she was 25 in Rogue One. So, because I was kind of hoping for that, and I was like, well, no, that 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 rules that out. But he didn't sound kind of like he does in Rogue One. So you're thinking, well, maybe he's going to get poisoned more because yeah. he didn't have the gravelness 
but I didn't think he was poisoned at all at this point, was he? No. So we don't know. I'm assuming not. He was wearing his like armored suit, mm-hmm. but I didn't see any. Um, because you know, in the, in the film, he has this gas mask type thing. He was, you know, he pulls it out and kind of breathes in a little bit and then puts it back. And in the Rogue had One a second tube too, the one that attached to the bottom, it wasn't part of the tube. Right. Right. But he would pull that off and on at times, and he had green lights that weren't present in this That's, one. Exactly. And and in Rogue One, in the Rogue One visual guide. Uh, it actually says that uh, Saw Gerrera uses these devices to kind of purify uh, his lungs mm-hmm. and eliminate the Geonosian poison. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, to kind of restore him, and it says that so it, it says that he was damaged by Geonosian poison, and that's why he's so uh, he has. I think I'm guessing he's a little raspier, has a little more trouble speaking. Uh, maybe Does he's, he's kind of lost his mind a but, bit more. But is Does it, it explicitly say it's Gene Ocean poison? It does. Let me let me actually pull it up for you uh, so I can okay, read okay. it. Like, you're reading from the book the, of the visual guide. Um, okay, because the way that I took it, because of the way this episode was, was done, is we're going to get to that in the second part about finding the Gene Ocean poison, that I thought because he was on the planet for so long that basically he w- it was a byproduct of him being there. And he mm-hmm. was slowly – it was slowly starting to affect him because I could see at this point within this show that he was slowly starting to lose his mind. He wasn't – he mm-hmm. still had most of his faculties. Maybe but... he met up with – oh, got it. Oh, oh, no, I get, I get what you're saying, Tom, yeah. because I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like Ezra was wearing a helmet with the filters for most of the time, as was Rex. Kanan, on the other hand, had no mask. And I was thinking, you know, well, what if the air is really toxic right now? But the other thing is, depending on how long he was on that planet, because they never really said, you know, months, years or whatever. They just lost the recon team that was there. So if he was on that planet a lot longer than the crew, let's say that. This took place within a four-hour period. He was there for a few days. Four-hour period, yeah. the the toxin wouldn't be able to get to him as get to the ghost of the crew as bad True. as it did for uh, Saw Gerrera. So the way that I took it, since he was on that planet for so long, that you could see Saw was having an issue with that poison as it went along in the episode, and he was slowly starting to lose his mind. I don't yeah, know. So- I- I didn't see that at all during this episode. Really? I saw right. I saw that Saul was obviously, very, as they even say in the episode, he's an extremist. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very much looking at things as there is no minimum uh, like step you can take to fight the Empire. Mm-hmm. But I did not see any evidence of like the insanity or any of that. I 100% agree with you, Stephen. Then maybe it's 100%. The and and I, I think it was... Uh, while we were talking about the Rogue One review, you guys had already seen this episode. And I didn't watch that, and you mentioned the the poison for Saw because mm-hmm. I didn't realize that he was. I wasn't positive he was, you know, meant to be this kind of crazy character. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was watching the episode. I'm like, oh, they found like jumping way to the very end, of course. But mm-hmm. oh, they found the genius poison. Poison. Oh, I bet you it's going to drop on Saw, or he's going to do something, mm-hmm. you know, heroic, mm-hmm. and he's going to get mm-hmm. poisoned. Right. And then uh, you know, you, I you watch the the poison drop and I'm like, Oh, here it comes. Mm-hmm. And then nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that was, I think the biggest thing for me in this episode, I went in with some preconceived notions, having read the visual guide. Mm-hmm. And so I assumed that certain things were going to happen. And I, I have the page up here for you. Um, uh, if you, if you guys want, I'll, I'll read a little bit from this. Please. So, yeah. um, there's a couple different spots where it, uh, it, it talks about saw in the visual guide. Uh, at one point there's a timeline that says, you know, 
uh, 19 years before Rogue One, he creates the Rebel Cells and leads it, and then he rescues Jin from Lamu. Uh, he abandons Jin for her safety five years before Rogue One. Two years before Rogue One, he leads a mission to investigate the Geonosis. And then if you uh, jump forward to the Death Star's timeline, mm-hmm. uh, it says, let's see, uh, the using uh, the Death Star was built or uh, constructed over Geonosis, and uh, obsessive, obsessively following leads concerning a secret Imperial superweapon, Saw Gerrera comes close enough to find the Death Star to prompt the Empire to move it. To keep the Death Star a secret, the Imperial military sterilizes Geonosis, killing its populace of billions. This genocide goes unnoticed for years. Um, so it sounds to me like it's not quite clear... Uh, when... It doesn't actually say explicitly when it gets poisoned. So it doesn't say explicitly when it gets poisoned. But if you go back to Saw's page, right, flipping back from the Death Star back to Saw, uh, it says, uh, talking about his life support, Saw weathers poor health, driven beyond the limits of his broken body by his zeal to punish the Empire. Mm-hmm. This pressurized suit he relies upon to keep his shattered pulmonary system working requires constant upkeep. The time between Saw's diagnostic uh, rests shrinks with each passing year. And an analysis computer tracks the purging of genosin insecticide from reinforced lungs. Mm. Ah. Mm. So it says that he was poisoned, clearly, right? He has yeah. he has poison mm-hmm. in his lungs that's being purged. Right. He uh, it says that he he was the one who pr- he got close enough to the Death Star to prompt the rebel the Empire to move it. And after they moved the Death Star, they wiped out all the Geonosians. But that went unnoticed for years. And then That's two years before Rogue One, he helps the Lothal rebels. Uh, oh, so he he leads a mission to investigate Genosis. And there's another. Uh, I'm trying to remember where it was now. There was another reference to the Lothal rebels and Saw Gerrera mm-hmm. somewhere else in the book, as well. So all of that combined, like I was assuming this episode was going to be all about how Saw Gerrera is like. You know, going through Genosis, I know the timeline didn't quite match up with the uh, the death of all the Genosis, but I thought, well, maybe even if he wasn't there during the initial uh, genocide, maybe he would get there and uh, come across the poisonous cancers and have it spread all over, killing everyone uh, while he was he was there. Maybe he, like he gets so close to the Death Star. And he doesn't really know what it means, but he starts to see like some major clues, like I don't know, pieces of it being constructed or plans, or doesn't really know what it what it means. Well, he, mm-hmm. he Not enough. Get, he can't get too close because we know in Rogue One, the Rebel they all think it's rumors. Right. Well, they they haven't heard anything at all yet. Right. At the start of Rogue One. Well, and, and Click Clack being alive kind of tells us well it couldn't be his exposure on the planet because Click Clack would have died then. No, that's a good point too. Immune, right? I mean, he could have been immune, but I I right. think about the the mad aspect of him mm-hmm. when I see him in Rogue One, mm-hmm. and I think it's got to do with the Bogadi, or you know, when he lets that thing mess. Yeah, yeah, the uh-huh. Bogadi. When, when that goes <laughs> down. I, I Sorry, love I, that scene. He's like, I really appreciate how much that changes every time. Yeah, I can't. I can't say it twice. No, but I, I, I like the fact that he did it the same multiple times. I'm sure every take they did of that scene was like Bogley, Bogla, Bogley. 
But but the thing that he, I love the most is he goes, one tends to lose one's mind. And the right. way he said that, he looked like he had lost his mind. Like they were using that thing for a technique to to make sure everyone was telling the truth. And so I, I had the feeling like he had started using that on even himself. Like they were just not trusting anybody hmm. anymore. Like you went away and came back. Oh, well, well, Bogley, he'd take care of you, man. He'd check you out. Like. So I, I thought that that was like playing up and then I was like, well, maybe that's why he's crazy. Interesting. Okay, that's, well, a, that's a cool concept. Okay. Well, I, I, yeah. I, I guess for, for the way that I watched this episode or saw the episode that, that uh -huh. you are right, that maybe click clack, let's say that maybe he was patient zero, that not the one that spread it, but he's the one that basically was immune to the poison of the planet. And the yeah. way that I took it was that because Saul was there and yes, Stephen, you did bring up a good point that he did use, and he is extreme, and you saw more of his, like I saw he was going crazy, you saw it more that it was his extremisms that were coming forward in that mm -hmm. respect. So we kind of looked at Saw differently. I still kind of read the episode that if he was poisoned, it would make sense that he was on that planet long enough to where it could affect him. And when it came to the rest of the rebel crew, they weren't on there long enough to be exposed enough to have a start affecting them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tom, it's, Tom's it's, looking honestly, at this I like think, Rex and Stevens like Hera. <laughs> honestly, I think, I think that the, the visual guide, I think they're messing with us in the visual guide. Pablo put in just enough details to make us think we knew what was going to happen in this episode and then have it be completely different or like actually have things take place at different parts of the timeline when we think it's all one story mm -hmm. um so like yeah the, like the book was written by a source that didn't know about that little bit of information well, well no well maybe like maybe he gets poisoned later on right he comes back to genosis and although i don't know if they come back to genosis in the season because they've got a i can see him go back though just for that poison because he knows but it fell off maybe maybe not in rebels i don't feel like there's enough time screen time left there's there's too much happening in the rest of the season i think to fit in a return to genosis after a two-part episode has already mm -hmm. taken place they will yeah, they but, devote but three episodes him to show up in another episode and he already has it and they go where did you get that well oh, i went back and got it Right. Yeah, that, that's true. It could be it because like they, 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 they lost the poison at the end. And so I think at some point he will get poisoned. Uh, I hope we see it, but maybe we don't have to. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's cool too to brutal. It. Like, I think I was I was building this episode up in my head to be like, oh, we're going to go there and we're going to either see like the death of the Genosians or we're going to arrive and see like mountains of dead Genosian bodies everywhere from the, you know. Uh, so so you and, want like, another creepy episode that could be around <laughs> Halloween. To where there's dead I, well, I, I almost assume that's what it's going to be, right? Because you're on Genosis, and mm -hmm. um, first we're going to see that Genosians die, and then Saw is going to be damaged, and he's going to almost maybe almost die, and they rescue him, and then they put him in the suit, and that's how he, and you know, and, and maybe he gets like so close to the Death Star, he's like, you know, like ships passing in the night type of thing, where you see like the Imperials like, okay, move the Death Star right around as he comes around the corner, they move the Death Star out of the way, you know, something <laughs> wait, like wait, that. Wait, 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 like, wait, is it is it an actual move? Or did they just, like, drift to the left a little bit? <laughs> well, what if Geonosis is a type of planet, like, like say, the Ma installation in Legends, where you can mm -hmm. only approach it from one direction? Right. You have the Death Star on Good the point. back of it. You've got a satellite on the front. Oh, hey, Saw's here. Jump. You know, they jumped out. Yeah. They finally <laughs> left. Right. But anyway, I had built all this up in my head, and none of that happened. Absolutely none of it happened. So nice job, Pablo, for making me think I knew it was going to happen in the individual <laughs> guide. I'm like... They just spoiled the whole episode, and they didn't spoil 
one piece of it. You know so. what? They did exactly what they did when it came to Rogue One. They had all these different shots that were never used in the actual movie, but put it in the trailer and totally threw everybody off the scent or the total of what the movie was going to be about. And this is exactly what they did in this case as well. And right. it wasn't so I, wasted. No, no it so wasn't. I'm curious to see how they weave all these pieces back together because we know that they happen. We know that they're not like – the book is not wrong. It happened. It just happened at different times than at this episode. So now I'm just really curious to see how they fit all these pieces together. So what's going to happen is they're going to get back to the rebel base. And this is going to be the start of the next episode. And Saw's going to walk off. And there's going to be a barrel of open Geonosian insecticide that the rebel lines is like, where did that come from? I don't know. Probably some like shipping error from Amazon or, you know, space Amazon, whatever it might be. And yeah, the Amazon Saw, right left Amazon. It. Space Amazon. Uh, <laughs> trademarked, by the way. Actually, I probably can't trademark that. I think Amazon might actually sue me. Um, anyway, but then Saw is just going to like kick it and knock it over and be like, oh, no. And then he goes crazy. And that's the rest of the story. And now, you know, the rest of the story. You, you heard it here first. You know, Chopper just walks over I... and like, wow, knocks it over, you know, and Saw's <laughs> Wow. One of the things that just leapt out to me in this episode that I've been loving about this season and even the trailer showed, we're seeing Sabine more in action. And when we see her go up against those rocket troopers, yep. oh my God, I was flipping out. I'm like, I screamed. I, I did a total girl scream. I'm like, oh my God, she fits the rat <laughs> My daughter wasn't in the room, you know? So uh, we've been watching this for the Padawan's perspective and talking about it on, on her and I po- our podcast. And we you know she wasn't in the room she was like well we'll all watch it later because we're four episodes behind in our coverage and so i'm like screaming like, get out of here you gotta see this you know by the time she get out there sabine's blasting everyone down i'm like oh man she's so bad act you know and she comes over and then she does that little pat on ezra's shoulder and i turn over to my wife i'm like oh my god i'm a helpless ezra and sabine shipper i'm like that touch like she's she's solidifying their friendship here they're like comrades in arms now she respects him yes i'm all fist pumping i was totally okay. geeking out in that moment <laughs> Uh, hey, now let's not forget the most important line of the entire episode, which is Sabine doesn't like sand. It gets uh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, heard heard that that one. I heard that, that one. I love She said, you know, stupid sand. It gets everywhere. I was like, oh, they went there. They yeah, went uh, there. I like the what you talked about. The most line in all of Star like, Wars oh. was just referenced in Rebels. I love it. It's amazing. I, since we're jumping all over the place, one that one shot that I have to say I love, and again, we're jumping to the end, is when you see the ghost <laughs> going up the shaft vertically at that Star Destroyer, dist- whatever it was, and splitting the thing in half. And Because I thought when they were going up that shaft, I thought they were going to go right through the, the, the front part, how it separated. I thought they were going to go right through that. I never expected them to actually split that sucker in half by putting photon torpedoes, lasers, everything, and just right through the center of it as it splits and falls, there goes the ghost screaming right through it. Just gorgeous. So I have some comments on that, but we should really say that for the end of the episode. I know, we're all (laughs) over the place. We're way off track now. That's okay, that's okay. Um, So... so Bale gives him the mission to go find Saw because Saw was leading this uh, investigation. Because um, in uh, in the honorable ones, you know, they they stumble across Genosis, they see all the debris uh, left around there. So I guess by that point they had to have already, you know, moved the Death Star. Uh, so that's when I, I that's again that makes me wonder. Okay, how was Saw already on Genosis before the honorable one? 
He he had yeah. to have been close to something else that led him eventually to Geonosis, but they had bailed because Maybe if they right. wiped out all the Geonosians and that was no one found out for four years, mm-hmm. this is someone finding out. So right. yeah, I agree. So anyway, somehow he finds out they move they move the Death Star and then the rebels and the honorable ones go to Geonosis, see the debris around the uh, around the planet, and uh, and then they report this to the rebels. And the rebels do nothing for like a whole season. <laughs> well, to be fair, why would they? True. It's not, true. This is not the first or the last imperial atrocity that they're gonna find. That is true. Uh, but finally, one day they're they're randomly like, you know what? Yeah, let's go check that out. And so they don't send the rebels. They don't send the ghost. Which I don't know. I feel like as the if they discovered, they'd be like, why why didn't they send us? But anyway. Um, they send instead Saw Gerrera and, and his team uh, to go investigate. And when they lose contact with Saw, that's when Bale's like, okay, Ghost, you guys go, Phoenix Squadron, you guys go um, find Saw Gerrera. We'll find him and bring him back. You can tell him himself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, Jin quotes. No, it's okay. Um, so that's what they do. They head to Genosis to find Saw, and there's no evidence of life on the planet except for a mysterious power source. Well, until they, like, throughout the episode, they realize, like, oh, there's life on the planet. It's just you can't penetrate the surface. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Multiple times throughout this episode. I would have hoped they would have been like, hmm, Gene Oceans. Aren't they like to live underground and in like hives and stuff, right? Maybe our sensors just can't read them. Maybe yeah. not lifeless. <laughs> oh well. So I, I, I had to wonder, Mark, what do you what do you think? How do you think Rex feels being back on Geonosis after all this time? I, that was the first thing I was thinking of too when he was coming down. I was thinking of landing at Point Rain and, and yeah. what mm-hmm. must be going through well, his in mind. the Battle of Geonosis where he was deployed in the first place. Mm-hmm. Or well, and then you think about the Karen Travis novels where they put you in that position mm-hmm, a couple mm-hmm. times and you're just like oh man so yeah i was thinking the same thing like oh for rex to be there to go be to be walking through that place the, how hollow that must be you know this would be like going to hawaii and being somebody that went through pearl harbor i mean th- this is some trauma and i'm surprised honestly that he handled it all so well that could yeah, be what, in tribute because of the other episode where he dealt with that and he's put that behind him and that's supposed to show why but yeah that mm-hmm. was something that left out to me was like the whole war aspect for him yeah, and I, and I would argue that it's even, um, you know, it's not just, like, you know, their territory. It's enemy territory, which has mm-hmm. since been, like, become deserted. Mm-hmm. You know, last time he was on this planet, he was fighting for his life against the Geonosians. And now he comes and the Geonosians are all gone. And, you know, eventually ends up, like, almost befriending this Geonosian. It must be, like, a really weird thing for him to... I was almost expecting him to take a Saw Gerrera stance because, I mean, I I was even doing the, just kill the bug. No good bug's a dead bug. (laughs) I'm right. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. So I was a little surprised he wasn't so uh, um, anti-Genotion. Okay, so so Mark, in this respect, you are more of a Starship Trooper kind of guy in this case. (laughs) Yes, Exactly. The only good bug is is a dead dead bug. bug. They've they've wronged (laughs) me deep. They've cut me bad. I remember it. I remember it well. (laughs) 
But see, yeah. that, I kind of I had issue even when Ezra was doing his like, well, I'm really good with different creatures. So here, let me. Do you know about the Empire? <laughs> big exaggerated hands, oh, like, oh, okay. that makes you good with aliens. Okay, okay. But, that, yeah. but that's that, but that's that Ezra now. though. But that, but that that's Ezra. I mean, he's okay. The one thing that kind of bothered me about the whole thing is when Click Clack, Click Clack is sitting there drawing the circle on the ground. Okay, two circles, <laughs> two circles. Okay, I when I saw that, didn't expect it to be the Queen Egg. I expected him literally. He was drawing the Death Star. He was. was. Yeah, he was. That's absolutely what he was drawing. Oh, yeah, I know. But that's what I loved about this episode. The the our we know it's the Death Star. Yeah. The characters don't know it's the Death yeah. Star. Yeah. Well, they're, they're they're po- the Queen's it's like it's egg, egg like a Death Star. Yeah. That's what I it, thought was funny was there was paint right. on the egg. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, for, there was like first, and and because they don't know it's the Death Star, because they've never seen it. I, that's what I loved about this episode. They kept playing with it, and the whole time you're like, "No, you guys, yeah. it's the Death Star." The the uh, the viewers know what it really is, but the the characters in the episode are like, "Oh, that must be the Death Star." Wait, no, it's not the Death Star. No, actually, first they're like, "Sorry," they said, "Oh, that must be the rings around Geonosis." Yes. Oh no, wait, it's not the rings around Geonosis. It's the egg. Oh wait, no, it's not the egg. It's the Genosian poison. Like they kept coming up with these other ideas for what the symbol I, was. I really hope that we just get. I, it would never happen. I want like a comic or something where Ezra or maybe Hera has that drawing up on their wall mm-hmm. post episode four, and it's like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, answer, like, the, the wait, answer was I in did, front of us the what? whole time, written in Geonosian soil. Oh my god. Now it clicks. And clacks. Yeah. Click. Cl- oh, gee. Oh, God. Oh, oh. oh. Well, like, like things that click in place. I loved when Kanan was like, I hate being right. And I have a feeling I'm going to be right. Or whatever he said in that moment. I was yeah. just like, that's so great. That's so classic Kanan. Cause he was outruled. Yeah. I love really Chopper is. was Chopper was like, don't I get a vote? No, you don't get a vote. What? What the heck? That was funny <laughs> right. when they wouldn't like, even give it, Chopper the vote. It was definitely kind of a, a creepy scene there where it's not as creepy as I think, um, uh, like brain invaders and some of the Genosian arcs in the Clone Wars were. Well, also the the uh, Night Sisters too. A couple of those were pretty creepy too. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know the 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 rebels arrive on Geonosis. There's a big sandstorm going on. They go into the Genosian tunnels, and after a little while, they find a uh, a rebel helmet on the ground and they look further and there's actually helmets all over and discarded weapons mm-hmm. no bodies just helmets yeah, yeah. And weapons um okay. and uh it's a little it's a little creepy it's the, the remnants of saw's group and that's one thing i i why would okay it's going to move the story forward but why only saw why couldn't there have been just another one of the rebel troopers why because that was a boatload of helmets and that also, mm-hmm. how long was he on that planet to lose that amount of troopers? Because it must have been a long time. And you can't tell me click clack. Well, he had a little bit of help because there were some battle droids that were around. But well, and it had to have been an ambush, too, because they were all together. I mean, aside from that one first helmet they found, mm-hmm. they were pretty much all in one spot. No, that is true. Sure. Very true in that respect. Okay. So, so maybe that is what happened, right? It was a surprise. A surprise ambush, ambush by, by yeah. droids. But yeah. it was creepy. There was no no scuff marks or anything. It was just the no helmet, blaster marks. Just the guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No scorch. No nothing. Total maybe, maybe, surprise. Maybe Saw got rid of, uh, you know, got buried them or something so, somewhere so ba- in the tunnels. But but when it comes to the blaster marks, he basically cleaned up the evidence. I mean, you would expect. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, but you think he cleaned up the helmets at that point too? So I don't know where the bodies went. 
<clears throat> I got nothing. Maybe the Genotians like to eat rebels. I don't know. Uh, uh, well, that's kind of where I was thinking. I was just like, oh, man. So, so he so, eat on them? Because there's nothing alive on that planet right now. He's got no hive to draw on. I mean, really, that was that was kind of where I was going. Was like, But then again, they, they hint that there's something more down at the bottom when he goes down in the very, very bottom. You know, so th- there could be more gene oceans down there that we don't know about. So, so you're saying that's that, right. I think. So you're saying that Click Clack had a snack. Oh yeah, yeah. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I do, I do think that Click Clack is probably the last of the gene oceans. Just like he, that's also the last of the gene ocean. Uh, queen well, eggs. the queens, yeah. And and so it is supposed to be like, yeah, the Empire wiped out everyone except this one guy and one egg, and he's trying to like save the future of the Genosian race, which save is save the uh, future, save the dream, save the Genosian. Man, and to be part the less, you know, the uh, the Rebel uh, Rogue One dossier where it talks mm-hmm. about, or or maybe it's Catalyst where they were talking about where they talked him in to mm-hmm. using the species yeah, to finish it the was weapon. Catalyst. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's oh catalyst. man, to have that moment where he finds out if he's still imprisoned or if he's there on the planet, where it's just like they're poisoning us all. No, yeah, I mean, that, curse okay. your son, but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, then, but then you have to throw throw that aspect in there, Mark. When did that poisoning take place? Because when you read Catalyst, when he left the book, that's when he goes to Mustafar and he gets blown away by Darth Vader. So when when did he, he was not around to see basically? the uh extermination of his race yeah that, at this at that point except for like click clack mm-hmm. and an egg right well right, that, that's well, place it's implied remember, at the end so. that there might be more of them too if you recall I, yeah that's really? what i was thinking I, you see, I, I just got the impression that there was like a he just had a hidden tunnel or that keeps going down further maybe no, that's what i that's what i felt too you could be right though. You could be right. Maybe I have to rewatch it. I thought Ezra. But it was he implying. also comes back to why would the Empire remove all the space debris from above and then leave the army of droids down there to be used by Click Clack? But well, it he... sounded like he would. Click Clack repaired them all, right? They it weren't originally. I thought they weren't actually like were in working order until after Click Clack did his thing. Well, mm-hmm. but ex- but again, except... even if they weren't in working order, like they removed all the debris from up above, why leave anything anywhere? Well, I think they, 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 get rid of, they didn't need to worry about uh, removing everything from the planet. They just needed to remove evidence of the Death Star. And the battle droids had nothing to do with the Death Star. So I and think that's, on top you of know, that, if they felt that the droids were not operational, why would they remove them to begin with? The right. only thing that I could see them actually remove would be the shield generator, because that's the one thing that when we're, we're kind of going back to this, that was the one thing that actually saved Zeb and Sabine from being blasted by the droid Dekas. At that certain point. The Droidicas? Yeah. Yeah, Droidicas. So, but they only came to life because you had Click Clack press that button. Yeah. That was the, so, so much of the creepy angle with them all sitting dead. You, you're just waiting for them to come back. And then you've got the whole the whole running joke of it's a dead end. <laughs> Do you have to call it that? Like, <laughs> I, coming from Kanan, like, I, there were so many Scooby-Doo moments in this. I mean, when Chopper didn't get a vote, it was like, no, Scooby, <laughs> you don't get a vote. We all know you're ready to bolt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one, Mark. I like that. Yeah. Actually, that works really well. That works very well. Yeah, well. Hera, Hera was Velma. She's all like, "I don't trust this guy, guys. He just smells <laughs> bad." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, 
But uh, but anyway, um, going back to the helmets real quick. Did you guys notice those looked a lot like the rebel helmets w- w- as seen on Endor? Yep. Yes. <clears throat> is it just me? No. Yeah. No. They yeah. except for like a yeah. hard shell top Rogue instead one. of yeah. a soft one. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the Russian poster, the the Russian Rogue One poster. It looked exactly oh, like yeah, the helmet. Oh yeah, exactly. That's yes. exactly what it looks yep. like. Yes, you're right. Yeah, because they were worked into Rogue One. There were you for about every ten of the white long helmets you saw, you saw about three of the others. That's true. Yeah, I uh, thank you for pointing that out. Um, uh, but so anyway, Tom, you brought up the the droidicas mm-hmm. and, and the battle droids. Uh, we're in the tunnel, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these separatist droids attack and this is actually the second time this season we've seen the separatist uh, battle droids mm-hmm. and um uh and of course this serves as the big introduction to saw guerrera because he comes in and, and defeats all the battle droids and rescues everybody um well remember remember he did come in and rescue but it was ezra who was like you know these old battle droids we can take them and then what ends up coming in after the battle droids you had the, the Droidicus. Yeah, the destroyers come in and it was like, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we already talked about Saw um, a, a decent amount. Um, it's it's noble, I think, Mark, earlier you mentioned uh, him having no hair. And in uh, Rebels Recon, Pablo Hidalgo mentions that this is because they based this character of Saw, this version of Saw, on what they called Flashback Saw. Yeah. Where he had no hair. I think there were some scenes in the trailer where he didn't have any hair. And they ended up cutting most of those out of the final film. But that's why I think they were working so far that's in advance. That's so funny that they call him Flashback Saw. Because I called that a flashback. And everybody's like, well, no, it's not really a flashback. Because the movie starts in the Clone Wars. And then it jumps forward. And then we have the flashback. There was only one flashback. I was like, I was calling that the second flashback. So the fact <laughs> that they're calling that flashback Saw. I'm like, dude, I'm redeemed. Those guys could just back off. <laughs> Hey, well, hey, Mark, you, sauce, you told them right here, right now. That's right. <laughs> They're following me and trolling me. They'll they'll find out about it here on the Ion Cannon. Fire in! Fire away! <laughs> I think you've got a little bit of sock, Mark. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm so extreme uh, for my own good. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it was cool to see Rex and, and Saw's uh, very friendly relationship in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um and fondness yeah, yeah. And, and before do, do you think they've seen each other since the andron arc i feel i got the impression I, that he'd seen him like rex did, had already met up with him during the rebellion era i thought that i rex had as followed well. him hmm. like like rex was following his exploits you know like a proud a proud friend like hey my buddy's doing really good over there did you guys see what was the, the locust uh the Andron newspaper they were saying that saw's group was doing this and that over there that was pretty cool don't you think and, <laughs> and i i would imagine in this case because technically you're looking at two old friends who are warriors and fought together it's almost like they even though they've not seen each other it's picking up where they left off I mean, it's been like 19 years. Yeah, and and it could just be that. Yeah, and it could just be like because because of the bond that they had fighting together. It's just they're picking up like you know it was yesterday they saw each other. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it was it it was funny between before uh, Rogue One came out, there was a big uh, there's this group chat going on. There's a big debate between uh, Matt Rushing and Aaron uh, Goins about how much of a Saw's backstory we would get in Rogue One, right? Would, would they, the, the big question is like, would they explicitly reference, you know, Stila and Onderon and everything in Rogue One? 
or were they completely ignored at all? And as it turns out, like they pretty much ignored it. You didn't get any reference to his presence in the Clone Wars. Uh, Rebels takes the exact opposite approach and actually goes really in depth on Saw's backstory. You know, mm-hmm. Rex is telling Kanan that he trained Saw and his sister Steela during the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and that she died. Uh, you know, we uh, later Saw goes into detail about how uh, his sister was killed by a separatist gunship, which the Genosians created. And, you know, Ezra finds a hollow image of Steela which included a nice moment with Stila's musical cue, uh, mm-hmm. which I liked. Um, what did you guys think of this? Was it? Did you like how much they went? How how, how much detail? That was great. You know, it was brilliant. Yeah, and, yeah, and, it felt fitting to me. It, it, okay. it was it was fitting because I can see why they left that out of Rogue One. The people who are going to find this fascinating and enjoy this are the people who have actually watched the Clone Wars and watched mm-hmm. Rebels and invested the time in this series. Everybody yes. who hears that in the feature, they're not going to get any of it. They're just going to be like, okay, so I understand he lost his sister and it was a separatist, but I didn't see all this. So why did you tell me this information here? Everybody who's following the storyline has been following it from Clone Wars. So yeah, this yeah, made the logical that, that sense. animation payoff is brilliant. When yeah. they say he's no Skywalker, you have those oh, two characters absolutely. that knew what that meant, and we're all like, yeah. yes, yes, awesome. Oh, that, that, was that was a great just, line. That was a great line. See, I was watching it with my full family, and when Kanan throws Ezra in that one scene, my wife was like, wow, that takes a lot of trust. And me and my son were both like, well, they've been training for a long time. They're really good now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. The action was really ramped up in this, and I thought that was pretty cool, too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that 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 whole sequence with the shaft was uh, was fascinating. That's how they were able to kind of contact Hera and the ghost, and that's when they see click clack and start uh, pursuing him. Uh, but you're right, we get that that cool moment where both Kanan and Ezra have these unbelievable force jumps. Did did Kanan throw Ezra? I yes, got the he question. did. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. told him he was going to throw him. Yeah, yeah but then Kanan just jumps over by himself. Like it shows how much I, more powerful Kanan is. I felt like such a fool because I'm like, after he did that whole heavy lifting and stuff, I'm like, oh, he's not going to have enough to get over. And I I looked down when I said that, and I looked up and he's landing like no big deal. I'm like, oh, I guess he's got more than no spare. Okay, yeah. Mark, Mark, <laughs> I was right up there with you. I thought he was like, well, now that I used all my force energy, I think I'm going to find a long way around and meet you guys up later. So I'll catch you on the other end. <laughs> yeah. No, this is just showing how, how, how awesome Kanan was. I mean, he's blind, but it doesn't stop him at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has no issues like lifting a giant, um, well, it, it like was one- rock structure as a, as a bridge. And then, uh, jumping across. There's like little moments, like when they're walking through the caves with their flashlights, uh, everyone has a flashlight except Kanan because he doesn't need a flashlight, but he's still walking around like no, oh, no problem at all. holding his hand out. That was so cool. Yeah. He Everywhere yeah. he went, he had his hand out like he was just projecting. My son's all like, it's like he's got a little seeing eye dog. I'm like, okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> a a foreseeing eye dog. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, too um, there's, a, there's a different kind of a, a nice moment, though, um, in the, the first half of this, this two-parter where... Uh, while Zeb and it's not Zeb, uh, while Ezra and Kanan and Chopper are off with uh, Saw, Sabine and Zeb go on their own little mission. And they they trek through the sandstorm to find the mysterious power source, and it turns out it's a fully operational shield generator, like Hoth style shield, planetary mm-hmm. shield generator. 
And they decide to extract the deflector core and take it back home to use a chopper base. Do you so, guys think this is this the shield generator they eventually use on Hoth? I don't think so. Mm. I think this is what this entire season has been about, which is building up the uh, Phoenix Squadron and Chopper Base, mm-hmm. so we can have a massive epic conflict and battle in the season finale. And yeah. Didn't We're, they already no. tell us where we got those? It wasn't in one of the Marvel comics. Didn't they already find that? I thought. Well, maybe that was there in was, Legends. Yeah, in yeah. Legends, yeah. there was a the uh, second. The sequel to Choices of One. Mm-hmm. No. What was it? Uh, right. Oh. It, it was, uh, no, sorry. It was called Choices of One. Uh, I was thinking it was the sequel to Allegiance. There's uh, mm-hmm. an episode where they talk about where they find the snow speeders and have to adapt them. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's Legends. I don't know if it's been in the comics because I haven't read those. But yeah, I read the well, I mean, like either. in Rebels, they, they, they get the Hammerhead cruisers and then the Hammerheads show up in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, at the, during a space battle and actually play a pivotal role mm-hmm. that uh, cool. in the movie. And so part of me wonders, like, maybe they'll use it at Chopper Base and then they'll pack up Chopper Base and it just ends up on Hoth. Okay, but they I only took the core. They didn't take the rest of it. True, but that's you... probably the most difficult piece to acquire. Good point. Like, how what, what how else would they use the core? They're going to need that at Chopper Base somewhere. No, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, Anyway, but what's interesting to me is like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions that this episode raised around, you know, who was maintaining the battle droids, who, what was the generator protecting and, uh, and that sort of thing. And Saw believes it's click clack, the Geonosian bug. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you so, guys think it was actually click clack or is there something bigger going on in Genosis? I thought there was more than just click clack, which if there was more, if click clack went down below to where the rest of them were, like he was the only one up there and the rest of them realized someone was there and they stayed down below and he was like you know, hell bent to get the queen and bring her back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I felt like there was just too much for him to be doing alone. So I, I'm with you in that response. Yeah. Honestly, I don't, I don't feel, like I, feel like he's that... He's smart enough either to do it by himself. Okay, but but then again, if the Imperials pulled everything off of Geonosis, who would be there other than, you know, Click Clack protecting the Queen? Yeah. Is, is there is there still on Geonosis a secret Imperial base, science base, that could be underground? That needed that uh, that shield generator to protect itself, but all around mm-hmm. that shield generator there were battle droids. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, droidicas. So why would which was kind of a cool visual? It, which which is cool actually. That was that was probably for me another one of the coolest scenes as they were walking through. Here's Sabine basically telling Zeb, "Don't hit them to wake them up." Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> well, that but but it was mm-hmm. cool because you're looking at it from two respects. One. Is this leftover, you know, basically battle debris from the actual Battle of Geonosis that's sitting there? And you never really expected them to, quote unquote, come to life the way they did, which, mm-hmm. they, you know, naturally they did. But it was cool to see that there. But that does beg well, the question. Does the Empire have something left on that planet? Yeah. I I suspect probably not. Because I do get the impression that they they probably cleaned up their operation. Unless they had something there to throw them off. You know, like Mm -hmm. Palpatine knows they're coming looking for the Death Star. So let's put a different type of special weapons thing there. Or maybe that's even something Krennic did, you know. Mm, Interesting. 
Okay, then throw this out there. If it's not the Imperials, who would want to go on to Geonosis and put some kind of base there? Because from when that Imperial starship came in, the planet's under quarantine. Well, no, so the, they mentioned that there was, like, an alert that was tripped, I thought. Right. And I thought they were coming to investigate that. So I assumed that that meant when the Empire left, they were like, we just need to make sure everyone comes sneaking after here. Probably saw, because, you know, we know he was on the, the trail of the Death Star. We want to know so we can come and check it out. But she also, when, when they came to check it out, she thought they were, it wasn't the ghost originally. She thought it was just going to be uh, scavengers that were there. Well, they, they were going to chase them away. It sounded like that. They've probably gotten multiple because she thinks maybe it's asteroids mm-hmm. the first time. And if it's not, or, uh, you know, space junk that tripped the sensors. And if it's not that, then, oh, it's probably scavengers or something like that. Because it is, you know, a, the, uh, a war zone or was a war zone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it made sense to me, I thought. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But it did lead to us to a, a, a fun moment where... Uh, as uh, Sabine and, and Zeb have to fight off uh, the the battle droids and the super the droidikas, destroy droids once they're once Click Clack wakes them up and right before they 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 are activated. There's a <laughs> I like the little exchange between Sabine and Zeb where you know, they're trying to navigate the deflector core between the between the sleeping uh, uh, droidikas and Sabine's like. Are you sure it's not too big? To, uh, Zeb's like, are you sure it's not too big to make it through? And Sabine's like, well, you made it through. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah, he's uh, not nearly as big as a, um, a deflector core, but you know. Well, width-wise, uh, though. <clears throat> that's all that really matters. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's that wide I'm just gate. saying. Uh, he, Zeb is not a... He, he's a big guy. Not, <laughs> not in a bad a, way. But like in a... Alien, you know, not human sort of way. <laughs> okay. Uh, now Steven's the one digging himself a hole. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, but anyway, they, they have to defend against the, the battle droids, the, the droids, once they wake up. And they actually get to activate the shield generator and use that to protect themselves until pretty much right before it falters and, 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 and sputters out uh, when they're thankfully rescued at the last minute when uh, Saw and, and, and company uh, meet up with Kliglak. Yeah. And that's actually where the... Um, surprisingly, that's where the, the first half of the episode ends. And I'm, I'm glad they... this. I almost feel like it's not two parts of an episode. It's really one episode um, that they used to use two, the resources for two episodes for. Right? Because the episode stop, ends with like uh, saw and inter- like grabbing click clack and starting to interrogate him and then immediately jumps into the the next episode actually where they fend so, off the, the battle droids and stuff I generally agree except that the first episode and the second episode have vastly different tones mm-hmm. hmm. uh, the first one felt much creepier to me the second one not they clearly not a concern for them yeah, the second one was much more action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and this is the one we're actually introduced to Click Clack as a as a real character, and uh, he he's called Click Clack due to but Ezra calls him that due to the way he sounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even gonna try. 
Uh, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on on Click Clack. He's probably the quote unquote cutest Geonosin we've ever seen. Uh, he has a very high pitched sing song voice, mm-hmm. completely different from the <laughs> of the you know Pogo the Lesser and, and company that we see in Tata Clone. True. Yeah. Uh, it kind of threw me for a minute. Not not that all Geonosians have to sound alike, and you know not all people sound alike. Well, okay. if he is the very last Geonosian, that makes him the new Archduke. And yeah, is it that's that's one way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> and and is it and is it also possible that he could have been, you know, the the runt of all the Geonosians and that maybe why he was just that little bit different than the other Geonosians by way of sound and look and attitude, I guess. Or the last one born that didn't die from the poison. Uh good point. Maybe good the point. poison like, you know, made his voice Which actually that would pitch. make that would make him being immune to it make more sense. Yeah. Because uh, he could be one of the last ones that were born during all that and then after that the honeycomb cells weren't producing anymore. Yeah. Or however they were doing too. it. That could be yeah. very true. Yeah. So uh I, I mean I, I liked Click Clack as a character. Um he's kind of you know, it's it's a he's a fun character. He didn't really strike me as a Geonosian, though. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I would say, yeah, look at, I, I would I'd look, agree. I would say, look at it this way: think of where the show is geared. Think of who the show is actually geared for. Yes, it it basically is. Here we are, adults sitting here watching a kid show and and enjoying it. I, I don't but, know if that counts for it in Rebels' case, though. I, you, Rebels I know, is. But yeah, I was gonna say, Tom, it's geared for me, man. <laughs> I didn't like it. I know, yeah, but Mark, that doesn't also, really count, and you know why. <laughs> but but also also realize realize that that you know these kids will grab onto something that's cute, and if something is cute, they could make a toy out of it that somebody can go. Hey, that's cute. This was on a show. My kid may like that. So, would you really want to see a Geonosian from, oh, you know, Phantom Menace? Not Phantom Menace, from uh, Clone Wars or, or Attack of the Clones show up? No, but I would like a Hot Wheels light Imperial Cruiser, one with a couple of the TIE bombers in the <laughs> middle. That'd be awesome. That would be Excellent cool. Excellent transition, Good Mark. Good transition. Thank you for saving because me, Mark. <laughs> we're introduced to a new, uh, a new Imperial ship. With uh, well, it's an existing Imperial ship, but with a, a new headed by a um, presumably a new, not a new model, it's a new ship, headed by Captain Brunson, who uh, at first glance looked an awful lot like a certain captain from A New Dawn and mm-hmm. Aftermath. That is what yeah. I was wondering at first. Yeah. yeah. Now that you okay, I'm up. glad that is not just me. Now that you're bringing I, up. when I saw her, I'm like, that's got to be Captain Ray Sloan, right? Mm-hmm. No, well, I was thinking, but she's the been promoted around. by yeah. this point, right? Because isn't That's a good question. I'm trying to remember. New, I don't remember when did in she a new dawn promotion? she was a captain, mm-hmm. and I thought after the end of a new dawn she got a promotion. Because oh, I forget now. It's been so long since I read a new dawn. Uh, I know it's been give, forever. Hang on, but... hang on. Give me a second. The book's behind me because I knew I know I can grab it. Hang on. Admiral oh. Sloan. Well, either way, we know she's an admiral by Endor, right? And Captain to Endor, sorry, Captain to Endor, Captain to Admiral in like Captain three Andor. years. <laughs> yeah, no, Captain Endor. Uh, that's quite the jump. I So I expect her to not be Captain. In any case, we got a new Imperial officer who is really hoping for uh, a promotion. Um, don't think she had the brains to back it up, though, as evidenced by this episode. <laughs> 
And was that other character model, the the guy with the long sideburn ham chops, that, that looked new too. I don't remember seeing that type of model I of a character. Was, well, I, I also thought that when it came to these characters on the light cruiser bridge, we actually got to see their faces, which normally when we see characters like this, the eyes, I mean, the, the hats are so low on their brow, you really can't tell who they are. They all look, you know, mm-hmm. the same. There was only so. one of those guys. Yeah, there was only one. Everybody else, you could tell that they were different. Okay. Well, it makes yeah. me wonder if, gonna, if they will be showing up in a future episode of some kind. Brunson? Yeah, more. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, we don't we actually know what happens to Brunson at all. Well, that's. You know, she, I mean, we know. The ship got survived. destroyed. The ship. Well, the the well, character. Yeah. You know. We don't, we don't know about. But, uh, but yeah, no, it, I mean, she was. She was okay. Uh, not particularly remarkable. Doesn't always make the best decisions. But yep. uh, I mean, I don't know. I, gotta, well, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> in, in, my, in my opinion, she's a little I bit would, better yeah. than the second-hand guy from uh, who, who's with Grand Admiral Thrawn. Paleon? Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still, I'm looking at here in page 334. She was still Captain Sloan. That's okay. 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 Well, uh, while, you, while you look that up, we'll, we'll uh, so we'll, we'll move to you. Click Clack in his workshop. Okay. Okay. We can go, go ahead. That. That works too. Um, speaking of Click Clack and his workshop, though, uh, did you guys catch? I mean, it'd be hard not to catch it. I was expecting Ezra to grab the clone Phase One helmet that was sitting in the back. I right? saw that. That was cool. So prominently placed that I was sure it was going to happen. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Me and my yeah. son were both like, why is he leaving that? But when he left his scout trooper helmet, my son was like, he left the helmet. I'm like, he did. Like, you're right. Dumb move again. He's left a few helmets behind now. Mm-hmm. I, I did love seeing the phase one helmet in Rebels, though. It's been so long since we've mm-hmm. seen that helmet. So it makes sense that there would be one of those left over on the planet after, you know, all of the, the battles that have taken place on Geonosis. Which was nice. And there's all sorts of other remnants as well. Uh, the big two things, of course, were the uh, the sonic blaster and the rare Genosian queen egg, which Click Clack pulls out of his uh, junk pile. <laughs> uh, well, it's cool, too, because Saw, it's like a redeeming moment for him because you're like, oh, oh, so his paranoia is not for nothing because he's right. the one that found the sonic blaster. You're like, oh, oh, snap. Think- you want to believe my friend now? Sorry, Steven? Yeah, you kind of cut in and out. Think Click Clack was actually going for the blaster, though? No, no, not no. at all. No, I think to protect he was supposed the to egg. Fool us. Yeah, I think he was doing it to protect the egg. That was uh, my impression as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think he's. I I think he's a Click Clack supposed to, intended to be a very nice character, a good character. Uh, mm-hmm. He can't really communicate with anyone. Uh, that's why it helps to have a protocol droid around. Um, but, oh, and, uh, and as we're trying to communicate, and this really big, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, didn't work. So. Uh, but you know, he's like he's trying to tell the rebels about the Death Star and and all that kind of stuff. He just doesn't know how to say it, and the rebels clearly cannot interpret his his drawings. Wouldn't it have been so, funny if he sat there and threw up his hands and just let out this big sigh, going, "Don't you get what I'm trying to say?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he probably doesn't even know what they're like. It's just a total miscommunication. He doesn't know that I'm understanding him. Right. Uh, most likely. I'm guessing he doesn't know basic. I don't uh, know. I expected him to figure it out much sooner based on 
he seemed to be able to understand the questions. Mm-hmm. Mm, true. I was, I was figuring he could understand the question. I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess if they were, maybe the Genosians just, everyone knows English. Just like in the real world. <laughs> every, every, everyone seems to know English. It's just uh, us English-speaking people who don't always know uh, the other languages. Um, even if Klikak can't actually speak English, because that would be weird. Um, a Genosian, somehow. I don't think Genosians can form words like that who knows um but this is where we get a little bit more of saws he, he's in this at this point he's supposed to be a, he's he wants to do the right thing but he's not afraid to do whatever it takes to win and you know he thinks that the ends justify the means uh, and he's laser focused on the goal and that's why he's like you know well i'm gonna take click clack back to the base for interrogation and he's kind of throwing him around a bit um and uh and he doesn't want to let click clack be even if he has the last of the geonosians he doesn't mm-hmm. care but you see this is this is where i thought in my opinion that it was showing that uh um, he was losing his mind <laughs> because he was so i don't care if he is the last, I, I, you know, we're going to take him, we're going to torture him, we're going to get the information out of him. And well, I think that's extremism. It's not him losing. Yeah, mind. that's that's well, how it's... I interpreted it as well. Okay, I, I he thought... doesn't have that that cadence of his voice yet either, and that sort of thing. He's not mm-hmm. like you know, you know, buddy, rook, gunkupal. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, he did do it with the U and stuff when he was doing that. You know, you mess as a soft Jedi. We lost this yeah. one because of you. We Wait, won't lose well, this one. You could tell it's still the same. Still the same character, but you're right. right. That, that was actually a good scene too, where he later on he actually says, "Oh, it's because of you, Jedi, that we're going to lose this war, mm-hmm. uh, because of the way you're, because of your tactics." And he, he's not afraid to torture someone, or even um, as we see later, he threatens to shoot Click Clack's egg unless he goes with uh, with him. And uh, it's you know. It's a little, uh, a little, a little dark. <laughs> yeah, very dark, right? He's, he's like holding the egg, threatening to to shoot it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because this is immediately before this, they're on the ghost. And they go back to the ghost. The ghost picks them up, and because uh, because you know the, the tie bombers are incoming, so Hera uh, flies the ghost into the down into the shaft and picks them Destroys up. Destroys all those bridges. Yeah, oh I like God. how the ghost is not afraid of damage at all. It's just like, you know, I'll just run right through all those bridges on the way down. But I have uh, to admit, I have to say, that is one of the coolest pieces of animation to see the ghost go down that shaft. And as it's going down, it's not just going down, it's kind of spinning as it goes down. Mm-hmm. So Conveniently ghost shaft. Uh, <laughs> that's a very tight fit. Uh, I would be a little worried about that. I only have like a foot I, on yeah, either side worried. of the Especially the lower they got, I was like, "Is it getting tighter? Is it getting tighter?" I was starting to get a little claustrophobic. Like, "Oh my god, Hera, come on, just park this thing!" <laughs> well, she did park it in the end. I mean, at least we know it'll the ghost will survive. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, uh, but that's when we get the warning from Hera that that you know Saw's reputation can be a little extreme. And and as soon as the words come out of her mouth, that's when Saw is in the other room, you know, pointing the the blaster at the egg. Um, Neither can we. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't really care. Uh, so again, really trying to show just how far he's willing to go and how extreme he is. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the Empire attacks, 
he doesn't he like just drops everything it's like okay time to fight the empire here you go click clock here's your egg back priorities okay that's i like i kind of like that uh take on saw because it's not just that he's he's not evil right he really is just crazy uh oh no, yeah well but, yeah, yeah. Ex- i mean that, crazy that, but mainly extreme he's crazily extreme mm-hmm I mean, no, he's not, like, losing his mind at all. Or he's not, like, you know, did you come here to kill me? Like, to Jin, you know? He's, like, mm-hmm. he's like a little off-kilter in Rogue One. He's not that in this this episode at all. Okay. I don't agree. I, I think I, there's no? part of him that is. When we saw his sister's picture and stuff, he got very angry. He got very, you know, snapped it back. Mm-hmm. He got that... I, I don't know. There's a part of him that I felt has always been damaged since we first saw him in the Clone Wars. I would agree so, with that, yeah. So I, I love that progression. And I mean, now you see the scar running across his face. It's really mm-hmm. more prominent. You see the Forrest Whitaker eye, and they played that into that. Like, I thought that was brilliant. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, that's cool. It lost the the, the charm of the eyes, but I, I also thought that plays into the character. Like, the, there's a dullness to his eyes even now. Hmm. Good point. And actually, I actually didn't notice the eyes so, as much. So, yeah. So nice that catch. that gets back to what I was saying that maybe this is the point in which he is starting to go crazy because if they're playing into his eye, they're playing into like basically in some respects, let's say a, a vacancy in the eyes, and he got upset that Steela's picture was there and he mouthed off at that. You know, maybe this is the point to where yes, he's extreme, but he's going just that little bit down the crazy train at this point. Maybe um, I, I think he might be you know I, yeah anyway I think we've talked about it yeah we've talked about it enough let's keep moving at, at, at length yeah um but this is when the this Mark's favorite scene uh, uh comes in and uh, Brunson decides to go down after the rebels and sends in the awesome awesome rocket troopers which mm-hmm. gives us a, a nice fight scene as the ghost is. Um, you know, heading back down to the surface of the shaft at the very bottom, uh, and and the our heroes are standing on top of the ghost, fighting off the rocket troopers, which was cool. Wait, and okay, can I? So I mentioned at the very beginning when Tom jumped way ahead. Yeah, so I was sorry. Complain about something. Okay, this is okay. where I wanted to start complaining. Okay, no. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, no. Just you'll understand in just a moment. Okay. So before the rocket troopers arrive, we see the Imperial cruiser. It's top-down shot as it goes over the hole, and the rocket troopers jump over the sides. Over the, and then they go, you know, obviously the battle happens. The ghost goes down to the bottom. Uh, they're there for a couple seconds before coming back up. Uh, so I figured probably 15 minutes, let's say. Mm-hmm. During this time, there's like six or seven shots where the Imperial cruiser comes over the edge again. Like, it keeps rewinding backwards. Did you guys notice that at all? I am going to have to go back and watch it because I missed it. it. No. It, it, it I, I saw me that, nuts. but I thought they were just going in circles. That they were just I, Maybe that's what it was. That makes me feel a little bit better, but it, they kind of imply they're going to like plug the hole by standing at the top. See, I thought... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I just, I, too, yeah. and I saw the same thing. I'm like, well, the nose already passed once before. I, and they did mm-hmm. it like three or four times, and each time I was like, just, oh, come on. Like, we need the ship moving. Let's do another shot of the ship moving. Yeah. Yeah. So it bothered me a little bit. But anyway. Okay. That's done. Okay. 
back to the battle scene, which really was fantastic. <laughs> the Rocket Troopers. The Rocket Troopers. With really cool. They were cool. I, Sabine made short work of them with her thermal detonators and her amazing jetpack that everyone on the show is envious of. Um, but it was a, it was a fun sequence. Well, but it, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, I don't know, the, like especially that that one shot of the the rocket troopers walking down the walking through the imperial ship right as they're about to launch. Oh god, uh, I, I love that one. That was cool. <laughs> but you, you yeah. have to feel sorry for the guy who had to break the news to. Uh, Captain Brunson, when he goes, uh, Captain, a rocket trooper suffered heavy losses. Uh, like we lost all of them. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. See, so well, th- this ahead. is one of my favorite lines of the of the second favorite line of the episode behind the episode two sand reference, because he says, Captain, our rocket troopers suffered heavy losses, and she's like, How many? He's like, We lost all, all of them. <laughs> like, that's not heavy losses. You that, lost that, everyone. They, they, they were wiped out. You should have said we lost the rocket troopers. Not... Our forces have been annihilated. <laughs> right. Not just like. They've been sabined. Yeah, they have. Yeah, I mean, dude, when she lo- stepped out there, it was like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah. No, so I'm going to give that I'm going to give that guy the uh, uh, the uh, the rank lieutenant understatement. Um, because... <laughs> yep. <laughs> or, or ensign understatement. I don't know what he's going to be. Um, whatever it is, he clearly does not know how to report. Uh, the status of their troops to his captain because he he makes it sound bad, but not quite as bad as it actually was. It's it's mostly bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that that was nice. Um, but they finally get to the bottom of the shaft, and that's when they find these massive imperial poisonous gas canisters. And I'm like, oh, here we go. They're gonna like somehow puncture the canisters, and everybody's gonna start to get infected. And this is where Saw's gonna, uh, you know, um, have to. He's gonna breathe in the poisonous gas and need the the special suit. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, yeah, and, and, and then look it, at the canisters. Yeah, uh, Tom. Well, I was gonna say, and it was at this point to where, as as we mentioned earlier, Click Clack keeps right right in the circle with the circle in the in the dirt. And when you look at these canisters, it's a big circle with the Imperial logo, which is a circle, on the canister. So basically everybody's looking at like, oh, that's what it means. <laughs> Again. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So this is uh, breaking news as we're recording this. Uh-oh. According to uh, Stephen Melching, in an early Ghosts of Geonosis script, Chopper rolled across the drawing uh, on the ground creating the trench as he left. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Oh, that (laughs) having Chopper accidentally create the Death Star trench as he left the room would have been amazing. (laughs) That's really funny. That I would have loved to have seen. Really, I think at that point I would have died laughing if they left that in there. Oh, that's so great. That is so great. Wow. Just too funny. Uh, but, uh, that's that's Stephen Melching on Twitter. So breaking breaking news. He just tweeted that a little while ago, uh, while we're recording. Uh, anyway, I love it. I love it. But back back to where we're at. So they um they decided to bring home the canisters as proof that the Empire committed the genocide and genosis, and hopefully the Senate will listen to them and you know with this evidence realize that the Empire is really up to no good. It's a noble goal. Something that I think Mon Mothma would normally do, um, but it's 
not to be because as soon as they fly away, they lose all the canisters. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if they like tough luck break when they hit the ground, killing everyone again. Maybe. Hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be sad for lot. click clack in the egg. Yeah. Well, they let him go, <laughs> which is no, actually... but it would leak down below. Yeah. <laughs> like it, 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 it it's leech. nice that they. That's true. It... Do you think it was smart of them to let click clack stay on Genosis? I don't know why not. No, he's gonna be poisoned. <laughs> well, although I so let me say we know. I mean, they don't know if they'd taken Click Clack back to the chopper base, gotten C-3PO or really any translator droid there. They Click Clack would be like, yeah, so um, Death Star blows things up and, you know, things would be a little bit different, I think. Mm -hmm. Instead, he's left there and they're like, oh, yeah, you just was talking about the poison containers. Done. So I don't know if they brought him, they would have learned something. They would have. They would have learned about the Death Star, but uh, which in hindsight, it's kind of like, oh, they, they, they should have taken kind of him. A, kind of important thing. Like, yeah. I mean, it would have been smart to take him back. But I, I, leaving him there was the was the right thing to do. They mm-hmm. just missed out on some I, critical critical information. Yeah. I'll say I was actually getting some uh, Ender's Game vibes with the uh, Queen's, the, uh, you know, Egg of the Last Queen type of thing. And I guess it's not Ender's Game. That's more of the speaker for the dead and the sequels. But that kind of idea. End of a race, etc. Genocide, so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole the whole concept that he was the last of his kind was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I hope he actually is the last of his kind. No, uh, I mean, I, and, I really and there's not think that they kind of have to rebuild the Genosian race. It, it kind of makes him more makes him more important. He's the keeper yeah. of the history and the the guardian of the queen. So that's true. Yeah. And about the, the only last thing, Archduke. Yes. And, and about the only thing the rebels are left with is basically their word that they had these poisoned canisters when they reported everything to Bail Organa. So, and as we know, the rebels do not take really the, the rebels do not like to believe, uh, take most people at their word. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We do know this now. Yeah. Oh, you just, you 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 saw it. You don't have any evidence, so we don't care about you. Okay, it's very true. Anyway. Um, but so, so I mean, the episode it it ends it ties up. They tie up the episode very very quickly, quickly and easily mm-hmm. in many ways, right? They're like, okay, well, we gotta get out of here. So the ghost just the 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 Captain Brunson. Unfortunately, her ship isn't named. Um, Starts firing into the shaft and this debris falling. So Hera just tips the ghost straight up. Vertical. Just, you know, <sighs> guns it all up to the top, firing their, you know, their um, turbo lasers and uh, proton torpedoes. And they end up taking out the, the Imperial cruiser and, and flying away safely. And it was a very easy escape, which, I mean, it's okay. Like, But I don't... I don't they feel definitely like do a lot Brunson... more damage to the ship than I would have expected. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. But I don't feel like I don't feel like Brunson the presence of the Imperials didn't really add a lot, aside from a nice little action sequence. Yeah. Uh, they didn't really 
I don't know. I didn't feel like they were that much of a roadblock or, well, or, or of a hurdle for the well, other. Was... Or... I, totally Cap- agree. I think when it came to at least Captain Brunson, I think, think of it this way. When she find found out that that was the ghost, she knew it was a rebel ship. And she was the one that actually wanted to basically destroy that rebel ship because it's all known within the Imperial thing. She probably thought, hey, this is going to be the best way for me to uh, get out of this light cruiser, get a starter story of my own, get up into the ranks. I'll do this. But it was that cockiness that made her pay. Uh, Basically, she lost the ship. So maybe we'll see her with the two Lego guys at Freemakers at some kind of outpost somewhere going, oh, well, this is what I did. And now I'm stuck over here with these two. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be interested to see if we see Captain Brunson again. I don't know. I don't know. Un- unless they hit, uh, unless they hit an escape pod, that sucker got split in half. Well, but we actually have multiple scenes of them on the bridge, even after they're well, split in half. That's true. No, that's true. But that's true. I, I take your meaning. Yeah. Yeah, but. Do you guys think, now that the episode is kind of over, do you think we're going to be seeing Saw Gerrera again as like a returning character, you know, a couple times? I hope so. I expect so as well. I think there's still too much they need to do to connect Rebels to Rogue One, mm-hmm. which does feel a little bit weird to me since the Rogue One marketing blitz is over now. But mm-hmm. That's why I thought that's why I thought more was going to happen in this episode. I, I don't know. I guess we'll see, like... Maybe we'll get a, a scene where we find we we, we see Rogue uh, or uh, Saw Gerrera poisoned and, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But I feel like to do that, they might have to come back to Geonosis. I don't think they're going to devote another episode to Geonosis, Geonosis well, this season. I got a question for so. you guys. Do you guys think that Hera's cell, is that Bail Organa's cell or is that Mon Mothma's cell? Or is I, Bail part of Mon Mothma's cell? I don't. I, I think, think the none of the above. None of the above. Okay. See, I, I think Phoenix Squadron that... is its own cell, and Bale okay. is there as a uh, the t- the connective tissue between multiple cells. Okay, he's like a fulcrum agent in and of itself. Yeah, I guess you could put it that uh, way. Interesting, because okay. I kind of agree with you, Mark. I think that basically, it's the cell of Bale Organa that is basically, if you're looking at like hierarchy, Monmatha's on top with Bale Organa as the advisor, and then the cells are under him. And it just mm-hmm. happens to be that this is this rebel cell underneath Bail Organa. Well, I keep thinking of Mon Mothma talking about how they broke with this extremist cell and they needed to mend that now. Right. And so I that's why I feel like he's coming back. We're, I think we're going to see him push the line to the point where they break off with him. And we'll see the show drive a line going, you know, there's just there's some things we just won't do. And you've done it and we've got to call foul on it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see. I, I I hope he's in more episodes of the season. I really do. Maybe we'll cool see him see. lose a foot. Yeah, yeah. That, that, well, that's every possibility. time he got near that mine, I was like, "It's gonna blow! It's gonna just, blow!" Just, <laughs> I want to see. I want to see him get to the point where he is in in Rogue One, and I, I hope Rebels does that, or they really? they have it planned for some something else. But you know, they 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 talked about how he was poisoned in the visual guide, and I feel like. I feel like they got so close to telling that story and yet didn't in Rebels. Um, it's just odd that they called it out in 
that way in the visual guide. Okay, and then but, never never referenced it in the show. But but I'm I'm gonna throw this one out there again. I think I've mentioned this a couple times. Do you want to tell? Do you want to see that story? It's already been mentioned in the visual guide. Do you actually want to see that happen? If it's already been stated in the guide. I mean, I'd like to see it as part of an episode. It doesn't need to be the focus of an entire episode. Uh huh. But it, I think it's cool when we get to see those little touches. Okay. Personally. Okay. No, that's fine. I mean, I, I, I still stand by every once in a while. I'd like to keep the mystery there. And in this case, to me, it's not a mystery because it's in the visual guide. So, yeah, it would be cool to actually see that story told. Okay. But it's already mentioned in the visual guide. Why go backward? Now, you could say the same thing about Saw Gerrera. You've seen him in Rogue One. Now you're going backward to see him, how he basically is getting crazy. Ah, world building. Yeah. No, good yeah. point. Good point. Okay. I'm good. You, you think we've... Is there anything else in the... Okay. In the yeah, is there anything that's, else? I mean, that's about it. Uh, the episode Have we ends. beat Genosis hard enough? Yeah. Well, it's beaten <laughs> down. To, it's beaten this down is what, like the third time? <laughs> yeah. Third time. Well, we have Attack of the Clones is beating up on Geonosis. Then landing a point, Rain beats them up again. Don't forget Catalyst. And then uh, Catalyst. Yeah. Then Catalyst beats them up again. Bottom ones didn't really hurt them that much. You just kind of saw the aftermath. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah. And then this one. So we, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what, what do the Geonosians come back uh, in the future, or we'll, we'll find out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Episode eight, Geonosians are going to play a huge role. You heard it here first. Episode eight, Geonosians strike back. Uh, but yeah, so the, the episode ends with uh, they realize, you know what? They still got intel- intelligence. They still got the shield core, and they rescued Sagara. So it was, you know, it was pretty much a success. I and... hang on a sec. Actually, sorry. <laughs> I took, okay. I'm okay. Totally... I forgot oh. about this. Bale's like, yeah. That was pretty successful. Saw you lost all your men, but other than that, <laughs> hey, good you job, know what? everyone. Now, wait, 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 wait a minute. Three out of four ain't bad. If they Zeb leans in. Maybe Duh, like, winning. Sorry about that. Man. They were 75%. Would you want it 50%? They were 75%. Three out of four ain't bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little, uh, little blunt, I think I would say. Yeah, it, it was it was a mostly win. <laughs> I, I mean, the they they lost people. It was not a uh, it was not a complete success. Right, that's for sure. Right, uh, and nor did they get the intelligence, but they did come out of it with a few things that they'll need. And I I still wonder if that'll be we'll see the that shield generator be the one used on Hoth in the future. But um Well, remember what I've always said, if you call attention to something, there's normal normally exactly. a payoff well, in the end. So And I feel like Rebels likes to do that. So unless unless we see the shield generator used in Rebels, and even if it is, unless we see it destroyed, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the one that's that's in uh, Empire. Mm-hmm. Um but uh you know the episode ends with a nice reference to they kind of like tease Rogue One a bit. Even though Rogue One has already come out I kind of wish this episode aired before Rogue One in some ways, because it's kind of a nice way to set up Saw's character. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, they're talking, oh, we still don't know what the Empire is building on Geonosis, and Kanan says, well, they won't be able to keep it hidden forever, and when the time comes, we'll deal with it. 
This is like clearly like a, okay, now go watch Rogue One. Right. That's where they deal with it. <laughs> right? Okay. You know, but, but then again, you're looking at Rogue One, which are the people who really don't watch Rebels. Right. And I right. can totally understand. And probably we'll go back when Rogue One, whenever it comes out on DVD, I will watch these two episodes first and then watch Rogue One. Yeah, you'll definitely pick sense. up some people that watched Rogue One and they're like, oh, hey, that Saw Gerrera character is going to be in that, that cartoon show. And then they're yeah. going to watch it. They'll be like, oh, hey, this show is pretty dang good. And then they're going to get addicted. Yeah. And then on top of that, like it, like I keep telling people, if you want to see basically the the um, entrapment that Krennic put on uh, Galen Erso, you have to read Catalyst. You mm-hmm. have to read Catalyst. So. Yep. Up, uh, time for thoughts, ratings, Womp Rats. Yeah, Tom, you want to go yeah. first? I'm going to go first. I'm going <laughs> to give this episode I'm going to give this episode an 8. 8.0 straight out. Good episode, strong episode. I do like how it was able to – it did feel like a one-hour episode and not like a half-hour, a half-hour thrown together. So worked totally for me. Uh, I am going to take my eight Womp Rats and – you know, Mark, those rocket troopers that came down the shaft, they mm. were actually womp rats in the armor. So I hope <laughs> I hope you weren't going to do this, okay? But I was thinking that, you know what? That's why they were completely defeated. The womp rats could not aim, and Sabine mm-hmm. knew the best way to take them out because she was Mandalorian. She's womp rats go. get bullseye. That's right. A lot of yep. A lot she of- bullseye them with her with her uh, jet pack and Mandalorian shooters done. <laughs> so that's my womp rats. They were the rocket troopers. So nice. Nice. Yeah. So sorry, Mark, Mark if you were going to do it, I'm sorry. No, my, my womp rats were actually mutant hybrid Geonosian eggs that are in the backpack that's satcheled underneath the jet pack of Sabine <laughs> racing <laughs> up to take on those, uh, wow. womp rat jet rocket wow. troopers. Uh, but I also had eight of them. So oh, yeah, there was eight, eight of them. I, I went with a good solid eight as well. Uh, okay. yeah. So, so we were, we were thinking in the same realm, rockets and eights, <laughs> octo eight. Okay. Uh, Steven, you want to go next? Sure. So, you know what? I think I'm mostly going to give this episode an A, actually. I thought it was just, Ooh. it was very solid. It was it was enjoyable. And it, like, even the things I didn't like were just minor nitpicks. Nothing nothing worth getting upset about. Uh-huh. Uh, but so we were talking about what actually was underneath that rock at the bottom of the cavern. Um, and, you know, obviously, Click Clock's been very lonely on Genosis, or so you would think. But he actually has eight Womp Rats that are kind of like his little friends that he hangs out with on the planet. Um, and they, they're just having a grand old time. They're the only ones that can understand him. <laughs> nice. It's a nice. discotheque. He's going down to <laughs> Good one. Uh, well, All right, William. <laughs> well, I, I enjoyed this episode. It was really great to see Saw. I loved how they set up his character, how they referenced uh, his backstory in the Clone Wars. Um, it was a lot of fun. And how they like constantly teased the Death Star without actually showing it. Mm-hmm. I think I built this episode a lot up, up 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 a lot in my mind and made it very different than I thought it was going to be. So the first time I watched it, I was almost a little disappointed because I was like, "Oh, we're going to see like dead Genosians everywhere, and Saw's going to get poisoned, and none of that happened." But like that was my own unrealistic expectations based on what I imagined uh, because of what I read in a book. Uh, so like preconceived notions. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, but the ex- I really enjoyed the episode itself quite a bit. 
you know, objective, like removing those preconceived notions. And so, um, you know, I, I think, again, not perfect. Uh, Click Clack was really cool while not being your typical Genotion, but I can't fault them for, you know, trying something new mm-hmm. uh, with a, with a Genotion. Like, well, we've always said just because a planet is, you know, a, a desert planet doesn't mean it's desert everywhere on the planet. Or just because some uh, one alien species talks a certain way doesn't mean they all do. Uh, so, uh, yeah. you know, it's okay Lucas that... Lucas doesn't own Star Wars no more. It's no. Just okay that, <laughs> it's okay that Click Clack didn't sound 100% like the rest of the Genotion. So, uh, overall, I'm going to give this um, uh, eight Womp Rats out of ten. So I'm going to join you guys in eights. Four of a kind. And, yep, four of a kind. And um, my Womp Rats, uh, unfortunately... Uh, the Womp Rats. Yeah, exactly. They uh, they were part of Saw's crew, and they all, oh, they no. all died. Uh, due to the generation poison, actually. Uh, so it's it's too bad. It's very you know, sad. What? It's it's unfortunate that we killed what a, a thirty-two womp rats today. Hey, wow. hey, wait a second! My womp Save rats. Save the womp rats. Save the dream. You know that that poison's a terrible way to go. First, it infects your lungs, and then you just disappear from the lungs out. Wow. <laughs> That's what happened to the rebel troopers. Yeah. That's why they're gone. Saw's yeah. got that armor. It's keeping him corporeal. It is disintegrated. Yeah. <laughs> he gets shocked every so often. Lies! Deceit! Deceptions! <laughs> he was he was shocking Click Clack. He t- took the device and shocked yeah. uh, Click Clack instead of himself. Yeah, mm. there you go. Too funny, guys. <laughs> well, when that happens, one tends to lose one's mind. So. And with that, I think <laughs> oh, we're losing man. our minds. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. think we are. We are. I somehow think that the uh, Geonosin stuff has gotten into our uh, microphones here. Um, uh, sorry. Hey, you know what? Uh, I, I, who saw that one coming? Save the podcast. Um, save the dream. God. So we've got coming up on the Ion Cannon podcast is going to be Rebel Season 3, Episode 14, Warhead. We have Zeb and Chopper bring a damaged droid found on the at- Adelon, found in the Adelon Wilderness back to the chopper base only to discover that the droid is a new imperial probe programmed to spy and destroy the rebels so i guess they didn't see that one coming did they mm. so I, was, did. I was making nope. a very bad saw joke but saw saw it saw saw it coming a mile away yes he did see saw <laughs> see saw saw see saw Oh God! Hey, Mark, thank you for coming on. I'm sorry. I think I think I think it's to the point to where we got to end this before it gets worse. Oh. No, it's always a pleasure. It's always a fun time. Oh. It's always chaos and a little bit of ion cannons. We we love having you on. Do you want to plug you your 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 stuff where people can find you? Your show? Yeah, your, you, yeah, you know like everything that. I'm doing. It's at StarWarsReport.com, the uh, second airborne division. I've got Beyond the Films, the Star Wars Report flagship show. Uh, we've also got Padawan's Perspective, which we'll be recording our Rogue One uh, coverage here in about oh, 11 minutes. Uh, so oh, it worked perfect. out perfect nice. there. Yeah, so. So, yeah, I'm uh, doing that with the kids, so they're all coming down. We're going to be all crammed in here and sharing some body heat because it's so cold. But, yeah, www.starwarsreport.com. Very cool. And you can be found on Twitter at Rogue 2 because Rogue One That's is the right. movie. That's right. Pretty much <laughs> everywhere. I know. I know. For the first time, like, the whole Illogical Rogue 2 came in handy. I was like, hey, wait a minute. I'm Rogue <laughs> 2. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm the new hope. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to have to bounce, but I uh, appreciate it. Always love being on the show. And I okay, thank you, sir. Talk to you later. Talk to you Definitely. later. Thanks for coming on. All right. Yep. Bye, all. And we'll be back next week with our review of Warhead. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. Visit our website, ioncannoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in touch with us by emailing contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any of their respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions expressed on this show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans for fans and is copyright 2016.